Hello and welcome back to the Your Career Is It Choice or Chance podcast. My name is Mike McDade. I'm the Chief of Staff at the MDocs Technology and Strategy Organizations. If you haven't joined us before, we've covered exciting topics in this series ranging from internal mobility to Gen Z culture to career coaching and more. And today I'm excited to be talking with Ella Radzi, who's going to help us navigate the unit shuffle concept of moving around inside the organization. Ella, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. First, let's start with basics. I'm having this discussion with you from Texas, which is where I'm based, uh, so Central Time. Uh, and where are you? So I'm located in Israel. Part of my career, and maybe we'll talk about it later on, I was in Atlanta for three years at a customer site. I think that's when we met first, when I was in the AT&T division. But today I'm located in Israel. You give away our uh, secrets, which is that we do know each other. So you and I have worked together for years. But actually, that's why I like this podcast series, right? Because a lot of times... We have people on the show, on the podcast that that I know, but I always learn something. So maybe we'll start with where you started. So you mentioned being in the U.S. So you've jumped around between countries in your uh, career? Yes, I've jumped also between countries in my career. Uh, so just to give a little bit of a background, I started my career as a developer. I actually started it in the Israeli army. So I actually did four and a half years in the army service. And then I joined Amdocs actually at a very interesting point in time, right after the Clarify acquisition. So in 2004, right after the Clarify acquisition, there was a need for a lot of developers. Uh, after that, I relocated. After a year, actually, I relocated to do the production support for the same product that I developed for what back then used to be singular. Not giving away my age, but <laughs> close enough. And then that Singular became AT&T Wireless, and then they AT&T Wireless, wireless that joined forces as a unit within Amdux for the broader AT&T. So after three years on site, that's actually when I started to shift my career a little bit more towards the business side. So being at a customer site and working with the business very closely on the solution and the ability to translate to them between the technology and the solution into the actual business value and business need at the end of the day, I think really helped me for the rest of my career in Amdocs. And I think it drove a lot of where it took me. I worked in some different positions from going back to the technology side of it as a developer, but then shifting again very quickly into more business-oriented positions. Yeah, no, I love that because there's a few things there that I think are super interesting. I think we've talked about this in prior episodes of the podcast too, is that our model is a bit unique as a company, right? We tend to sit with our customers, right? Co-locate with our customers, sometimes in their offices, sometimes in our own facilities, right? And we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit here, like in terms of the impact that has on your career progression, right? You within a year were relocating physically, but also changing, essentially changing roles, right? And and responsibilities. And, and I think we see that a lot, right? We see it as a cool opportunity from a company perspective, but we also see that as the needs of our customers change, we're often moving people around or providing the opportunity for people to move around. That's an important point to say. I, I think I did move and I did had to change I think twice in my career because of a change in a customer need, but it was never imposed on me. I have to say it was always my choice. 
easy to think it could be a bad thing, right? You don't have a choice. You have to go do this where the reality is you have an opportunity versus a force change, right? I'm going to go to the complete other end of the spectrum, right? Because we started at the, at the beginning, right? And you started in essentially development, right? And then on the customer side. And today you're, you're running strategic initiatives for a very different part of the company, right? So can you give us like a couple of sentences on what you're doing now, just so we get the, we find out where you landed, so to speak? There were many different paths and different domains that I worked with. But today, basically, I I had the strategic initiatives, the programs and the operations for the Platform BU unit within Amdocs technology. We're responsible for a lot of the new and advanced products that we're developing around AI and data and the marketplace, the SaaS solutions that we're building now. So it's a it's a very exciting place to be. And I think, as you will uh, probably hear even more from me, since I do like change and I do like excitement of building something uh, from scratch, this just is really the best fit for me, right? A good place for you to be at today. We know based on your background in a few years, it may change, but that's a good thing. But were there specific drivers in each of those cases? Do you think it was a similar thing? Was it kind of looking for a new challenge? I do believe that timing is everything. And at the end of the day, a couple of things need to meet in order for something to happen. Uh, and for me, it was it was always about an opportunity at the right timing. And also another thing that drove my career path, I think, is a very strong belief in what Cheryl Sandberg in, in her book, Sit at the Table, calls career. She has a full chapter on this. Career is not a ladder. And I really, truly believe in that. Progression is not always upwards. Progression can be going and learning a different position. One example that I can give you is an opportunity that kind of really landed in my lap from an unexpected meet in one of the corridors, which was to come and join the team that were responsible for the post-merger integration following the Bridgewater acquisition. And I was asked to come and join with my technical background to lead the streams of the product, the support, and some others. And I didn't even know what that means what that role meant. But for me, it was exciting enough to understand about the process of acquisition of two companies to jump on the opportunity and say yes. And I've learned so many things on how the company even operates. I got to do some so many different things and even the transition of the IT systems and how do you communicate and how do you deliver all of the messages to the employees. So For me, that was something completely different, but it was a real eye-opener. I really like that example because it's like organic in a way, right? But like you said, it was an intersection of variables at the right time. And I think that's a really important point. What does it look like for a person to advance in their career? And a lot of times, and especially at Amdocs, by the way, we see this. I think we have a level of comfort in in our company in general that there's so much opportunity if you're willing to just look at another domain, right? Like a different area, something you're not doing every day. And I think your example is really good because you're building on this foundation, right? You bring these strong technical skills that you've built and then you're growing, of course, and you're adding things on top of that, right? I think that is maybe a key takeaway for navigating the uh, the organizational maze a bit, right? How do you do that successfully? And I think that's a really good point. Absolutely. And I would add to that, that the foundations or my technical background is something that always enabled me to bring an added value 
into my more business-oriented roles. I can tell you today after many years, but I finally came to the conclusion and the understanding that I have a very unique skill in the ability to bridge between those two worlds. Like when you took the PMI role or when you took any of the other roles in your career so far, was there a point in time or maybe a long point in time where you were like, oh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can do this or I'm not sure I have the skills for this. Someone once told me, and I believe in that as well, is that if you take upon yourself a new role that you're not a little bit scared or have some concerns about, oh, shoot, I still need to learn this or I need to learn that and I need there's a knowledge gap that I need to close here, then, okay, it's great, but it's not going to give you any excitement. You're and at the end of the day, right? I'm, a very, yeah. Yeah, I'm a very passionate person. Yep. I work with my gut alongside all of the methodology and the KPIs and measurements. And at the end of the day, I need those excitements and those butterflies. Sure. Your and for motivation, me, what's right? exciting right. is that, yeah. exactly. So if we look at my career, most of my roles in Amdocs have been around two years. And then I move on to something else. There was one role that I did for four years, which was in the innovation lab. I, re- I recall that, that. role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That has a little different flavor, right? Like exactly. you're constantly, yeah. Exactly. Constantly you're, constantly your learning, and, you're constantly learning. Yeah. You're constantly changing focus. You're yeah. there's so much hecticness in yeah. that role, hecticness. Yeah. That yeah. it's just it satisfied my need right. for hecticness. Right. It kept you for a couple more years. It doubled, doubled your yes. lifespan. So. But by the way, that's also what made me pause for a second and think, okay, I can continue an experiment within Amdocs, which is something that I could never have done had I switched between companies. So that was a huge advantage. From the other hand, from my perspective, it was what, what kept me here. And I said, at some point, I do want to try something else. So I did live for four years to try the startup world and did a few roles around there with a lot, I have to say, with a lot of skills that I've learned in Amdocs. And only sure. when when you leave, you understand how huge <laughs> of a bucket of skills you bring with you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then obviously I'm back here for the last two years. So yep. there is still something oh, that man. put here. So that means we have a <laughs> few more months before something else. So we need to find something else. I hope we well, can keep you in that group longer, but let's see. First off, I think you and I are both, as they call them, boomerang employees, right? We like left and we came back and we see that a lot in Amdocs. I looked at a few opportunities and there's always something very enticing to just stick around. You have the reputation, people know you, they approach you. But it was just something for myself that I needed to give a try. But yep, I think sure. only when you when you leave, you all of the benefits amplifies all of a sudden the benefits of Amdocs. And this is part of what pulled me back in. I think a lot of people, for some reason, for right, wrong or indifferent, people leave the company in some cases because they want to move up, right? And they're, they aren't able to for one reason or another, or they're in a different group and they need to move something else. So there are lots of reasons that people leave and that's totally, totally legitimate. So I think one of the things that, that we didn't go into explicitly is Amdocs has, I don't know, 31,000 people or something like that, right? Some Something in that area. It's, it's a big enough company, right? That if you're in one space, you don't know all of the people from the other space, right? So all of a sudden, if you're on site at AT&T or at Singular or whatever, it, it, the chances that you know the team doing R&D work in, in India, right, in Pune or, or uh, like very slim, yeah. right? Like you very may have some slim. interactions. And so I think one thing that I that I wanted to bring up when you're moving around in the company, right, I, I think that the added bonus is that you're meeting all these new 
groups, right? These organizations, these leaders, these things like that. And and it just, if you think of like the six degrees of separation, right? Like it's a whole nother network within the network, right? Absolutely. You know how, like you said, the six degrees on, of separation. And I think that I've moved in so many different organizations, different groups and units within Amdocs that today I think I can reach almost anyone that I need to. Yeah. Yeah. With even less than six degrees of separation. <laughs> three, and I right? say that because <laughs> three tops. And yeah. I say that especially because I actually had that example of someone new joining Amdocs and we're looking now for someone on loan for this urgent project that we have. And I'm like, so you know what? I'll talk to this and that. And every name that I bring up, she's like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And she's been like a year or so in the company, but it's so big. But the networking that you create is huge. And the network effect from it is that a lot of the changes in roles that I've done were like the internal headhunting, I would call it, that people approach you because you already built your reputation. And all of a sudden you get some offers also from people. Even some even just contact you and say, hey, I'm looking for someone strong. Do you know? Do you Can you recommend? And all of a sudden, they, yeah, I want to yeah, jump yeah, on this. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'm interested, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a very good way to, to get another channel of finding additional opportunities within the company. Yeah. We talked about a lot of a lot of benefits in general, right, of, of making these moves and navigating around things as, as they come up. What I saw in my experience, and I'm wondering if you saw the same thing, is being in one part of the organization, for example, the customer facing part of the organization versus being in the R&D organization, right, the technology team versus X, Y, or Z. Your experience as an employee can be different for good reasons, right? So in other words, in, in the technology organization, my experience has been that the training opportunities... Being able to certify yourself on technology ABC, those tend to be, I don't know, maybe more prevalent or different when you're in the technology organization versus when you're in the services organization delivering delivering a product to a customer. And again, all for, all for different reasons, but I'm wondering if you had that same experience or you saw that the changes you made led to different opportunities in terms of training or mentoring or other things, really. Of course. I think it all depends on the fit and the role itself. When you're in a customer facing role, your needs for for the skill set is even different than when you're in the technology organization. So the for example, when you're customer facing, there's a lot more on the on the soft skills, the presentation yeah. skills, executive the speaking how to yeah, deliver yeah. exactly exactly yeah. executive speaking and all of that. When you're on the technology side, I do need to keep myself much more updated on latest technologies. When I'm on the customer side, I have the privilege, I would say, to learn from the techies understand it, digest it, and then translate it into a business terminology. So it's different skill sets that you require, but that's also what helps you eventually understand what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. Yep. Yep. So our final question that we like to ask everyone who joins us here on the podcast is for your career. Do you think it was, do you think it was choice or chance? It was absolutely the choice to take a chance, I think. It's always about, as I said somewhere along the discussion, timing is everything. And at the end of the day, it's about the chance meeting the right timing for me to make a choice. Mm. But it was always about my choice to make a change. Mm. I like that. It's the intersection of the two, right? Exactly. One of the opportunities was about 
cutbacks in budget in one unit and they wanted me to continue and do the same role from a different unit. I took the opportunity to look at other opportunities and I chose a different path. It's never about someone dictating something, but it's always about being brave enough or being having the courage to take the chance. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. So anyway, I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to join us, for sharing your perspective. And I hope for our listeners out there, you found this valuable and interesting perspective. And we hope you'll join us for the next episode of Your Career is a Choice or Chance podcast. Thank you so much. Make it amazing.